أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد All praises to Allah Ta'ala and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam May the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and his pure wives and his Mubarak and blessed family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their way until the Day of Judgment. So the uh, occasion for tonight's irregular gathering is that I taught the Risala, the Aqidah section uh, of the Risala to Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qairawani in Temple University, what, like two weeks ago? Uh, maybe three weeks ago. Um, the brother Adnan, he's over here in the corner. He uh, helped arrange that. He's the one who ends up arranging most of the Aqidah Tahawiyah uh, uh, intensives that that uh, that I've taught around the country and I guess in different places in the world as well too. And so one of the one of the things that I spoke about in that Aqidah lesson was <coughs> a reference to the Surah Yasin. And the Surah Yasin, um, I mentioned kind of off the cuff that unlike, you know, contrary to whatever popular custom they see and otherwise, Surah Yasin isn't just there for like dead people. It's, there's a lot of meaning and there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of, uh, I guess, benefit that the living can and should take. And once you understand it, then maybe you'll have some insight to what the the, the benefit is with regards to Surah Yasin. Reading the custom of reading Surah Yasin over the dead uh, or at graves, this custom is like many other of the narrated fada'il or virtues of Surah Yasin. It's based on, on, on some weak ahadith. Malik ta'ala, he didn't consider it to be part of the sunnah. But uh, even Ibn Abi Zayd, whose fiqh book that we read, who's a muhadith, uh, he it was his opinion that it's mustahab that you should read it over your dead when people die you should read it read it for them and make salab for them wallahu alam allah ta'ala knows best the point of today's uh, uh you know the today and tomorrow's lesson is not necessarily to go into those issues those matters but just to talk a little bit about the content of the the, the surah although there are many fadail that are narrated with regards to virtues narrated in regards to surah yasin that it's the heart of the quran and whoever reads it will get you know, it says if you read the, a quarter of the Quran in one narration, you get the reward of having read the Quran ten times, uh, etc. And those things, the the muhaddithin essentially will pick pick those things apart. Um, and so many of the many of the the the, the hadith with regards to the fadail of Surah Yasin, the virtues of them. Some of them are fabrications. Some of them are weak hadith. Weak doesn't mean that it's a fabrication. There's a difference between the two of them. Um, weak just doesn't it means it doesn't come to the exacting high standard of what Sahih is. Uh, and so, you know, people know, like anecdotally, because we're not muhaddithin here, anecdotally they say that Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala, he, he once saw a man, you know, calling the horse uh, as if he had, I don't, I don't even know if it's a apocryphal story or how what the son of this, but it's at least in popular lore, they saw a man calling a horse, uh, um, faking like he has uh, uh, some like hay or something like that for it to eat. And uh, the horse is coming along, you know, uh, with him uh, faking, you know, that he has something for the horse to eat in his hand. So Bukhari said, if this guy can, li you know, lie to the horse, then, you know, who knows, maybe he's lying about the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu right? But back to people like you and me, we're all people who would like fake like we have hay for the horse to come. 
<laughs> so if you're going to be like, oh, it's not sahih because that type of stuff, then nobody can believe anyone. You can't believe, you know, brothers and sisters cannot believe each other. Parents and children cannot believe each other. Coworkers sure can't believe it. People work, lie at work all the time. Uh, you know, people at school lie at work, uh, lie at school all the time. So when we say life, it just means it doesn't meet that like gold star highest, like exacting standard. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a fabrication. Life is a large basket of things. And uh, <coughs> that's why the ulama say that there's no harm in narrating the virtue of something that extols the virtue of something. Uh, um, which is already established. So, for example, if there's a hadith about, you know, the benefits of reading Surah Yasin, we already know that reading Surah Yasin is beneficial. It's part of the Quran, right? So, ulama they share those things, uh, uh, and we're not gonna we're not gonna spend too much time about it, except for to say what is that some of them are known fabrications, some of them are not. Uh, the ones that are not, there's nothing wrong with with narrating them, uh, uh, and you can get into that discussion. Uh, you know, at some other time, if you want to, but the point of this this uh, talk is not necessarily to go into that, because what people people are are very argumentative, and people want to feel smart. This is one of the 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 ajib strange kind of like uh, characteristics of the time and place that we live in, that until somebody doesn't object to something like a million times, they don't feel like they're smart, uh, and not everywhere in the world is like that. There are some people, mashallah, like we went to Colombia, mashallah, the people who came to our retreats, they're all university educated people. Some of them are very wealthy, the sons of like, uh, you know, government uh, bureaucrats, military officers, professors, etc., etc. Um, they're wealthy, educated people, sophisticated people. They ask intelligent questions. But like one thing that was a little strange is like, you, you know, they'll ask you the hukum on something and you tell them and they just accept it. They, you know, they don't have this. Like there's one thing, if you have a question you ask, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's the other thing, which is a fashion. I have to object to everything like 20 times. Okay, go object to your own shadow outside and have a fit breakdown and wonder if your shadow is real or, you know. That's not that's not a, the sign of being intelligent. That's just a, a mental illness. So <coughs> we're not going to we're not going to go into that. Whoever wants to have a different a set, a different uh, uh, discussion with regards to uh, with regards to the objections to the, the virtues of Yasin, they can they can have a separate separate gathering. Uh, rather, uh, I, I I kind of have a little bit of a little bit of apprehension from using the word tafsir because the word tafsir is very abused. Tafsir is to say that this is what Allah meant by this. This is what Allah meant by that. And the valid vehicles for tafsir is a sound knowledge of the Arabic language and the sound knowledge of the rules of logic and rationality and a sound knowledge of the uh, uh, the transmission of revelation. The Prophet said this, the Sahaba said this, that's it. Uh, and the only reason the Sahaba, their, their uh, uh, statements with regards to the tafsir are acceptable is because they're re relating them from the Prophet because they used to consider making stuff up with regards to deen, uh, specifically with regards to the Quran, they used to consider that to be kufr. So even if they don't explicitly say that this is the Prophet what he told us, uh, they were careful not to speak about the Quran with, other than that. So it's assumed that they're narrating those things. Um, whereas nowadays people give their opinion about all sorts of stuff and everybody, you know, mashallah, likes it on Facebook and, you know, move on and <coughs> talk about, talk about you know, their opinion on everything. The Quran, there's no your opinion, my opinion. Man qala fil Qur'ani bi ra'yihi faqad akhta'a wa in asab. It's a narration of Tirmidhi that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi said, whoever explains the Qur'an by their own opinion, that person is wrong even if they happen to be right. 
<coughs> so the, the, the first words of Surah Yasin, after which it's named, there's a discussion as to what, uh, uh, what Yasin means. And uh, uh, the well-known, uh, 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 well I guess, uh, explanation for that is that it's one of the names of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's one of the names of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And there are other aqwal with regards to that. Um, the, uh, it's narrated, Mawardi, rahimahullah uh, ta'ala, narrates from Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, um, <coughs> or attributes it to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. Uh, he says, قَالَ سَمِعْتُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى أَسْمَانِي فِي الْقُرْآنِ سَبَعَةَ أَسْمَاءً مُحَمَّدٌ وَأَحْمَدُ وَطَاهَا وَيَاسِينَ وَالْمُزَّمِّلُ وَالْمُدَّثِرُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ قَالَهُ uh, الْقَاضِي uh, uh, And so this, this is Qadi, uh, Qadi Abu Bakr uh, uh, Ibn al-Arabi Not the, 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 the famous Sufi uh, uh, Shaykh al-Akbar, but this is Qadi Abu Bakr, who is the, the Maliki Faqih. Uh, uh, he who was buried uh, outside of the gates of Fas uh, by the Bab Bujulud. Uh, he, 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 he narrates that Mawardi narrates from Sayyidina Ali, who narrates from the Prophet <coughs> that he said, Indeed, Allah Ta'ala has named me in the Quran with seven different names. Uh, um, uh, he called me Muhammad and he called me Ahmad. Muhammad is his name, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the dunya. And Ahmad is his name in Jannah. And he called me Taha and he called me Yasin and he called me Al-Muzzammil. And he called me Al-Muddathir and he called me Abdullah. And so this is the, 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 the explanation that is I guess, most commonly, commonly uh, uh, like folk explanation that's most commonly known amongst people. Um, the... The, the another explanation for what Yasin is that some of the Mufassirin say that in the <coughs> ancient language of the Ethiopians, of the Abyssinians, Yasin and Taha are both ways of saying uh, Ya Insan. They're ways of calling person. Like if you're if you're getting someone's attention, like hey man, listen. Like you know, it's a way of addressing a person. That is Ya Insan. And then again, according to that, is it general in its meaning, uh, or is it uh, the insan in particular who is meant by Taha and by Yasin, is what is uh, 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 the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. One uh, uh, one of the opinions with regards to Yasin that uh, I don't think is so known in public uh, is that Malik. His opinion was that Yasin is one of the names of Allah Taala. And for this reason, he actually considered it makru uh, to call a person Yasin. Don't tell Mulana Yasin, but uh, uh, <coughs> he's not Maliki anyway, so he's, he's, he's good, right? But uh, Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala, he considered, uh, uh, he considered the uh, uh, Yasin, one of the names of, uh, meanings of Yasin to be, uh, <coughs> uh, uh, to be uh, 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 one of the names of Allah. So in the Qira'at, this has an effect on the, or not an effect, but a rabt, it has a tie with the, the Qira'at. So Qurtubi rahimullah ta'ala, he says, وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى يَاسِينَ فِي يَاسِينَ لَهُ أَوْجُهُمْ مِنَ الْقِرَاءَاتِ 
قرأ أهل المدينة والكسائي ياسين والقرآن الحكيم بإدغام بإدغام النون والميم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم وقرأ أبو عمرو والأعمش وحمزة ياسين بإظهار النون ياسين والقرآن الحكيم so those are those are two qira'at that when you connect when you don't when you don't stop on the on the word yasin how do you connect forward right so there are there two of the qira'at are what that you should you should say yasin wal qur'an al hakim or that you should say with idgham yasin wal qur'an al hakim this is a this matches with the idea that and also then with the dhamma yasin wal qur'an al hakim that this is one of the names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but then the 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 the, the uh, sorry this is sorry this is uh, uh, a foreign utterance and uh, 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 and or uh, something that's like grammatically fixed whereas the 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 qira'a uh, 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 um, uh, attributed to uh, 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 ibn abbas radiyallahu anhu and a number of the qura is with a kasra yasini wal qur'an al hakim and so the Yasini wal Quran al Hakim is what is that? That's the that that would make sense if it's a name of Allah Taala. Why? Because wal Quran al Hakim is a qasam, right? The wow is for qasam that we we uh, swear an oath that uh, uh, <coughs> by the uh, the al Quran al Hakim, the Quran that's possessed of wisdom, inna kalamin al Mursleen, that indeed you are one of the pro- one of the prophets. So if it's if it has a kasra, the reason it has a kasra is why is because the qasam. That it's a name of Allah Ta'ala and it's a qasam. Yasini wal Quran al Hakim. Just like wal Quran al Hakim has a kasra uh, 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 because it's a qasam, it's an oath. Just like that there should be a kasra on the noon of Yasin. Uh, that it's one of the names of Allah Ta'ala. And then if you say that the name of the Yasin is one of the names of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then Yasinu is like you're making khitab, you're, 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 you're addressing somebody, right? So like I say, Ya Shahiru, Ya Adilu. Uh, um, uh, you know, then I swear an oath, well, Quran al Hakim, by the, the, the Quran uh, possessed of wisdom. Indeed, you are one of the <coughs> Mursaleen, you are one of the one of the prophets, Allah Sirat al Mustaqim, Tanzil al Aziz, Tanzil al Aziz al Rahim, and that this uh, 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 Quran. Uh, is sent down, or that this Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is sent down by the uh, by the Aziz and by the Rahim, the one who is possessed of might uh, and the one who is possessed of, uh, of 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 great rahma of uh, uh, of, of of great uh, <coughs> mercy. So they say that the the Rahim is the one whose whose rahma is am is 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 general. And the Rahman is the one who's uh, 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 sorry. The Rahman is the one whose uh, Rahma is general, and the Rahim is the one whose Rahma is intense. So, in general, Allah Taala's Rahma touches every one of His creation in this world. Whereas in the hereafter, the kuffar don't take any part of it. Rather, uh, it intensifies for the the, the people of Iman. Inna kala min al mursalin ala siratim mustaqim tanzil al aziz al rahim. Uh, and so the 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 word tanzil there's a fi'l muqaddar there is a a, a, a ellipsis 
in which the, the verb is, is hidden, that Allah Ta'ala sent down the Qur'an wal Qur'an al-Hakim, He sent it down uh, as, a, uh, as a sending down of the, uh, the, the, the Aziz and the Rahim, the one who is possessed of uh, uh, might and the one who is al-muntaqim mimman khalafahu wal-rahimun bi ahli ta'atihi, the one who takes vengeance for, from whoever uh, opposes him and uh, the one whose mercy is intense for the ones who obey him. Allah Ta'ala sent this Qur'an down uh, Allah Ta'ala, Aziz Rahim, He sent this Qur'an down so that you can warn uh, uh, people uh, uh, You can warn such a people There's a difference again, what does the mahir mean? Does it mean a negation? Uh, or or uh, is it is it like a sila? Okay, so in the first ca- in the first con- uh, case it will be so that you can warn a people whose fathers weren't warned. In the second case, it means so that you can uh, uh, warn a people with the same thing that their fathers were warned with. And both can be true at the same time. The forefathers of the Arabs, uh, you know, a, a great number of their tribes are the descendants of uh, Sayyidina Ibrahim and Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam. And at any rate, everybody in their lineage, you know, will go back at least to Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam, and according to most of the ulama, at least Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam as well, and all the prophets in between. And so, uh, uh, so the prophecy came and it was a warning for their forefathers, but with the passage of time, maybe right now they're completely heedless of that warning. It's unfortunately, it's, it's possible even with people with Muslim names and things like that. Oh, my grandfather was, you go to like South America or you go to like weird old communist, you know, countries and things like that. You'll meet people in America. You meet them as well. My father was Muslim. My grandfather was a Muslim. Uh, you meet people like that. Uh, and so this is the warning. It's both the, the warning that they, this, that Qawm of the Prophet ﷺ didn't receive. And it's also the warning that the, uh, uh, that the, the forefathers did receive. Uh, and in both cases, فَهُمْ uh, غَافِلُونَ That they're heedless of it. لَقَدْ حَقَّ الْقَوْلُ عَلَىٰ أَكْثَرِهِمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ And this, <coughs> this قول, uh, uh, this Qur'an, the da'wah, the claim of this Qur'an, has been made, the, the, the proof of it has been established against the majority of them. Uh, and they still, they still don't believe. Uh, 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 so, from the beginning, then what's the what's the the topic of the the the, the surah until now that we that we've spoken about, which is what it is like many parts of the Quran, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talking to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in order to make emphasis of his nubuwa and to give him to give him courage in taking the message forward. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is important because it may seem like a real like simple point uh, that people like, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. But there's a lot of implications with regards to that point, which people, I guess, don't think about, which is what? The Quran, large part of the Quran thematically is what? It is Allah Ta'ala giving courage to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Obviously, if you're going to go tell people, you know, a kafir loves what? They love pork and they love like 
drinking and they love drugs and they love zina. There's like very few things they love more than that, right? Right off the bat, they're not going to be happy with you when you say you can't eat pork, you can't drink, you can't do drugs, you can't commit zina, right? Right off the bat, you're already, you're already like, uh, you're already like not making any friends. You understand what I'm saying? And uh, <clears throat> the worship of idols was something that that was their economic lifeline, and it was the custom of their forefathers. Already, it's a it's a very uphill, it's a very uphill task, right? Who gave Abu Jahl the name Abu Jahl? Allah Taala did. Otherwise, his name was Amr bin Hisham. They used to call him Abu Hakam, right? Which is opposite of Abu Abu Jahl, right? Um, and so, this is a real powerful person who can really harm the Prophet And in fact, the part of the surah essentially recounts that, which we're, we're going to get to in a minute. So, Allah Taala is what He's giving. He's giving courage to the Prophet This is a really big task that you're about to give. Let's tell you something about those people who came before and let's tell you about why what you're doing is right and why it's beneficial and why you have to do it and why you'll be successful in doing it. This is a theme that's going to run through the, the, the whole rest of the surah. Now the point I want to make, make here is what? Is that the ulama say a lot of stuff. They say, oh, if you read the Quran, it will make you feel better. It will cure your woes. It will be a path for you to uh, you know, solve your problems and to have a better future and blah, 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 blah. If the Quran is like your ta'wiz, it's just your amulet that you use in order to ward off stuff when you're like down, then you're not going to get a whole lot of mileage out of it. I'm not saying that the Quran doesn't work as a ta'wiz or as an amulet or whatever. Okay, that's a different discussion. If you want to benefit from the guidance that's in the Quran, how are you going to get courage from the Quran? How are you going to get encouragement from the Quran? How are you going to get, how is it going to lift your spirits? How is it going to solve your problems? If you're in the same line as the Prophet ﷺ, because this is what it's encouraging you do, to do. If you're, the point of your life is what? Is to get a certain type of job or buy a certain type of car or uh, to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, make a certain amount of money or live a certain type of lifestyle or whatever, uh, to install like aftermarket parts on your, uh, on your car or whatever. This is not going to help you at all. If you're a person who's like, okay, I'm going to like live my life and I'm just going to like chase after money and then, oh, something happened to me. Now I need help. Let's read the Quran for guidance, right? If that's, at that point, your life is not on that same track. The encouragement is for the one whose life is on that track. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean the Quran is useless to you. It will still benefit you. But to get the complete uh, and, and proper and uh, 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 most powerful benefit, you should be also on that track as well. Then it will make sense to you, then its mysteries and its secrets will unfold to you, then it will touch your heart, then it will actually give you encouragement because you're doing what it's encouraging you to do rather than doing the thing that it's not encouraging you to do. But if someone's, you know, doing bad stuff and then it discourages you, that's actually a good thing, you know, but khair, that's something to think about. <coughs> something to think about uh, 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 on your own. So in Allah Ta'ala he says that we indeed put in their necks uh, 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 chains uh, that that reach all the way to the ch uh, not chain shackles that reach all the way to the chins uh, 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 and they they they're so tight that the people cannot look down. That they push their their heads up. They have to like look. They have to look at the bottom of the range of their vision just to see what's in front of them. Uh, uh, and so this, there's a story. There's a story with regards to this, that uh, <coughs> uh, Abu Jahl, 
uh, and two of his associates in some of the uh, narrations. One of them is uh, uh, narrated as Al-Walid ibn Mughira, ibn al-Mughira, who is the father of Khalid bin Walid. Khalid bin Walid, of course, then will become Muslim later on. His father doesn't. Uh, uh, that uh, 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 that he that that he he was he was Abu Jahl was sitting with two of his companions, and uh, uh, they were just talking ill of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, uh, um, Abu Jahl said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna take a rock and smash his head, and I'm gonna kill him." And so he. Go, he, 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 he goes with the rock with a large gets a large rock if you've been to Makkah Mukarramah people go like you know Umrah with various different people uh, and Hajj and whatnot. so uh, uh, you uh, 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 you know you know that the desert around Makkah Mukarramah it's not a sandy desert it's a rocky desert so he grabbed a rock and he's going to go kill the Prophet okay and so when he gets near to him what happens is that he he, he feels his, his own hand start to like strangle him and he tries to get he tries to move one hand out of his neck and he can't do it and he tries to throw the rock out and he can't get the rock out of his hand either and so he comes back and they're like what is this his two friends are like what is this you're gonna go kill him and uh he says that uh he says that well i, I he and he said well i can't see anything and so uh um when he gets back to his friends at a distance from the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he drops the rock so then the other one's like, okay, we're going to, you know, Al-Walid ibn Mughira says, I'm going to go kill him. So one by one, the two of them try to kill the Prophet ﷺ, and all of them have this, have this same thing happen to them. Now this is one of the beauties of the Qur'an is that the Qur'an has meanings on several different levels. One of the meanings may be something that happened in the life of the Prophet ﷺ or those around them. But there's also a meaning uh, that's general as well. Meaning what? What is the, the metaphor? The metaphor is that the 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 hand the, the hand is in the neck like a like a shackle, right? And if a shackle is too thick, what happens is that it, and it it's it doesn't exceed where the chin is. If it exceeds where the chin is, you can take it off. So it's tight. If it's tight like that around the around the neck, what happens is the person cannot look down. Uh, and the it's interesting because if you look, uh, if it was just Shahir and Adil, then we would go through the entire text of the Qurtubi. You know, people are not going to appreciate the weird like Ash'ar of Jahiliyyah. But the point is that the Muqmahun, Muqma Iqmah means to, to, to look up. Right? So Iqmah is like, uh, 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 like the way a camel, you know, when a camel walks, it looks up into the horizon. It has a very long neck and it can see far away because it looks up into the horizon, which is good if it's a camel. Right? That's natural for the camel. For a human being, it's you have to see where you're going. Right? So the idea is what? That the iqmah, that a person looks looks up, that their chin, when a person, their chin up when they look at somebody, is it a sign of what? Like if I'm like, yo, what's up? What is it, what is it a sign of? It's a sign of arrogance. And the camel is also an arrogant animal compared to the other uh, animals. That's what the, the, they say that the, the animal that a person herds uh, is is the one that, that you know it has an effect on them. So uh, <coughs> so the Arabs they say that the camel herders are usually arrogant people and they're mean people because camels are also harsh like that. I don't know people haven't like spent time with camels before, which I know mashallah a lot of uh, uh, Westerners will find that shocking because they probably think camels are like a central part of our religion mashallah. But uh, uh, Having spent time in Mauritania and things like that, camels camels a mean animal. Like camels, like a 
bite a fully grown male camel is like a dinosaur. It's huge, first of all, and it can kill you. And if it gets pissed off, it will kill you. Right? Whereas, like, the who's the, the Anbiya are all herders of ghanam, like sheep and goats. They're small animals. They're humble. They're like, you know, at any rate, it's not going to kill you. The worst that can happen is like fully milled goat, goat might like ram you or butt you or something like that. It's not going to kill you though. Generally, they're very docile. Like they're like lambs to the slaughter, right? So the herders that, that herd the, the ghanam, they're usually very, very humble people. So the muqmahun, right? Muqmah is the person who's, who's like looking up. So here, what is the, the metaphor the Quran is constructing? That the person, the person who's like arrogant... It's it may they may seem like it's it may seem to them or they may feel like at, at a time that I'm better than you and so that they, they look up at you like this with their chin up. But the actual fact is what? That there there's a shackle, there's something that's that's wrong, it's preventing them from they're chained, they're unable to move, they're unable to do something that's of their own benefit. And uh <coughs> Qurtubi, he, uh, uh, he actually mentions that this qira'ah is narrated from Ibn Abbas that is narrated from Ibn Abbas uh, and obviously these don't mean that you start reading this in your salat because oftentimes what is narrated as a qira'ah is just a tafsir uh, some, it's one of the best ways of making tafsir of ayah is what if you make the tafsir the word that explains the word in the same wasn in the same meter as the word so it fits in <coughs> it's an easy way of remembering what the meaning is uh, and then the next uh, 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 the next uh, ayah Allah Ta'ala says uh, and the word sad and sud it's narrated uh, uh, with both uh, it's narrated with both uh, 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 what you call uh, <coughs> um, short vowels it's narrated sad in in the the qira'ah of asim and it's sud in the in the in the in the 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 of of medina and uh, both are both are correct correct usages in the arabic language that allah ta'ala says that we put in front of them uh, a a barrier and we put behind them a barrier and we sh- like covered them over. Irsha means to like completely like blanket or envelop someone. Fuhum la yubsirun, so they can't see anything. So again, what is it? It's the 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 story that we mentioned about Abu Jahl and then Al Walid ibn Mughira, and then the third mach- <coughs> the third uh, Mahzumi that tried to take this uh, take a, a stone and smash the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And what happened is that they, when they got at some distance from him, alayhi salatu wasalam, they, uh, they, they couldn't see. Uh, they couldn't see anything and they couldn't re- let go of the rock with one hand and the other one, the other hand was uh, up on their neck. And the, they got their eyesight back when they w- tried to waddle back to where their homies were. Uh, and then they heard them and then they know that we're back and then they open their eyes and they can see and they can drop the rock at that point. That's the specific story, but that story being true doesn't detract from the uh, from the other idea that that whoever rejects the 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 iman and the faith and the da'wah of Islam because of their arrogance, that person is in that kafia that they think that they're 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 better than somebody else, but really there's a chain or there's a shackle that's that's uh, causing their their neck to crane in a 
awkward positions so that they can't see uh, what's in front of them. And Allah Ta'ala blinded them uh, in front of them and behind them as well. Uh, Allah Ta'ala says that the next, <coughs> the next ayah, He says, وَالسَّوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمُ أَنذَرْتَهُمُ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Such people, it's the same. Whether you whether you warn them or you don't warn them. With regards to their acceptance or non-acceptance of the, of the message, it's the same. Whether you warn them or you don't warn them, uh, uh, they're not going to believe one way or the other. And this is an expression that occurs before also. It occurs in the, the beginning of the Surah Al-Baqarah as well. And Qurtubi uh, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he mentions that this is a proof for the divine predestination. Aqidah is our, our gig, so we got to bring bring everything back to Aqidah. But then again, the Aqidah is like from the Quran. It's not just like some people made it up in order to like, you know, <coughs> cause fights and <coughs> massages in Philly. So the, the idea is what? Allah Ta'ala is saying is that such people, was that? No, I'm good, alhamdulillah, mashallah. Suffering from some bronchitis. The, 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 the idea is what? Is that, that the, uh, um, the idea is that the, uh, uh, that Allah Ta'ala is saying that, that you're warning them or you're not warning them, whatever, whatever their state that was written for them, that's what they're going to go through. Meaning, in the context of Allah Ta'ala sending this surah in order to encourage the Prophet from amongst its meanings and amongst its reasons, in order to encourage the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's a tremendous task <coughs> to undertake in order to in order to make this da'wah and make this claim of, of, of the deen of Islam to people that uh, he's uh, saying that I myself swear an oath that you're one of the prophets and that you're on the straight path. Uh, and that this this uh, wahi, this revelation is sent down uh, uh, by Aziz al Rahim, etc. And then, and then uh, to remind the Prophet Sallallahu of the miraculous nature of, uh, of of his protection of him, while at the same time saying that the person who rejects it, this is their arrogance that's causing them to reject it. It's not that there's any deficiency in the in the in the claim. And then also what to say that they're not going. Some of them are not going to accept it anyway. So don't feel bad if they don't accept it. This is this is something that we also should have some confidence in the haqq as well. Don't feel bad if somebody wants to say 2 plus 2 is 5. If all of them, let them, the first and the last of them, line up and say it. It's their own stupidity. Some of them, they're never going to accept it. No matter how much, you know, how polite you are. No matter how wonderful you are. If you buy them chocolates on Eid or you buy the chocolates on Christmas or you whatever. You do whatever you want for them. They're not going to accept it. And uh, uh, the aqidah part is what is it? <coughs> this is a, a uh, an ayah that is a, uh, a, 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 a an affirmation of the idea of predestination. The idea of predestination that Allah Ta'ala knew everything that was going to happen before it was going to happen. And He's the one ultimately He meted out uh, the fate for every person, chose the fate for every person. And so people usually, you know, they have one of two reactions to this, to this piece of information. Uh, some people are like, oh wow, if Allah is the only one who can make this happen for me, then I should be very nice and ask Allah Ta'ala very nicely that please make it happen for me and don't send me to hell. And then some people are like, well, if I'm going to go to hell anyway, then may as well have fun, which is usually what people who go to hell would say. So <laughs> the idea is this is that there, you know, the, we don't say predestination so much to the point where a person is absolved of responsibility for their deeds. Every human being, they have something inside of them that makes it intuitive that 
that that they have some moral responsibility for their deeds to the point where forget about it, it's not just human beings. The ulama they said that that the proof of this is that for example, if you throw a rock at a dog, the dog doesn't get angry and bark at the rock; it gets angry at you, even though the rock is the thing that hit it, because they know that the rock has no uh, no niya and no intention, and so the 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 actual hit itself, even though the proximal cause is the rock, the the effective cause is the person throwing it. And so they will go after the 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 <coughs> the, the one who affected that. Uh, and so what? There's an interesting story. I, I put this up on Twitter, and then everyone's like, "Oh, is there a translation?" And uh, I'm like, "No, but you can always go and do Sheikh Lahin for two years at Dar al-Qasim, right? Uh, you guys have to learn Arabic, mashallah. I have to learn Arabic. I have to improve my Arabic, mashallah. When I sit and read the, the books, right? You have I have a dictionary with me all the time. You learn something new every day. Otherwise, I, I didn't know what muqmah means before. Uh, uh, or a number of other words that we looked up from here. So there's an interesting, very heartwarming, non-Disney friendly tale uh, with regards to this, this very ayah uh, narrated by Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri. Uh, <coughs> Muhammad bin Muslim Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri. He is one of the great muhaddithin from the the era of uh, of the tabi'in the era of those who the successors from the companions radiyallahu anhum and it's sufficient that you should know that there's no major collection of hadith except for his hadith are narrated in it he's like a very top carnivore from the from the tabi'in he had a miraculous memory he's a very a man of great virtue and uh, uh, really the whole science of hadith is indebted to him uh, uh, in a way that there's perhaps after the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba, there's no individual that it's indebted to. It's indebted to him. That's a very long story, and uh, we're not going to tell it right now. But inshallah, maybe if you come, his, uh, come to the introduction to Maliki Fiqh, there's one or ban when I give it, then you can listen to it. I think it's online somewhere. You can hear about Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri. So Ibn Shihab narrates, Anna Umar ibn Abdul Azizi. أحضر غيلان القدري فقال يا غيلان بلغني أنك تتكلم بالقدر فقال يكذبون علي يا أمير المؤمنين <coughs> سيدنا عمر بن عبد العزيز who is they call him the fifth Khalifa Rashid he was a pious man uh, a great grandson of Sayyidina Umar رضي الله عنه from his mother's side and uh, a uh, uh, um, and, and also from the Banu Umayya he's one of the Khulafa Banu Umayya but he's a very pious man and he studied from the great mashaykh of the Tabi'een in Medina Munawwara. Uh, there's a long story, story about him also that Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, he said that there will be a, a man from my progeny who will, uh, who will have like a, 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 who will have the effect of having his head been cracked. Uh, but he'll, he'll come to the ummah at a time of fasad and a time of mischief and he'll make islah, he'll fix things at, the, at that time. And so they all thought maybe it will be from the awlad of Sayyidina Abdullah bin Umar or whatever. But it turned out it was through, it was this, this young boy that everyone thought was from Banu Umayyah, that, that he's the son of a tyrant. But then he turned out to be a really learned guy and a real pious guy afterward. And they're like, oh yeah, and Sayyidina Umar said this thing as well. And he's also a descendant of Sayyidina Umar, radiallahu anhu. It's really interesting. You know, you tell the karamat of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu, everyone freaks out. You tell the karamat, they'll say, oh, it's kufr shirk, whatever, right? Even though it's not, it's just maybe at worst, it's like a fabricated story. They freak out, right? But if you tell the karamat of Sayyidina Umar, everyone's like, yeah, so that's awesome. Like, every, nobody will say anything. Uh, but khair. So this is Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. Um, when he was Khalifa, <coughs> he called uh, a man by the name of Ghilan, who was uh, Qadari. Qad Qadariya is a... Heretical sect that didn't believe in predestination. 
So their whole idea was like, well, if Allah is going to punish you for your sins and he or punish you for your uh, your sins and, and reward you for your good deeds, what's the point of what's the point of uh, 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 you know what would the point of that be if he already knew what was going to happen? And uh, the the Ahlul Sunnah say, look, you understand why the choices you make qualify you for punishment or for for uh, uh, for for reward. But there's a high reality to that, which is Allah Ta'ala knows everything that's going to happen before it happens. And uh, that, that uh, Allah Ta'ala, uh, you know, nothing will happen except for him wanting it to happen. So to, to make your will somehow like independent of his is, is not, it's not, it's, we don't accept that. This is the, the position of the Ahl Sunnah Al Jama'ah. If you have confusion about it, you can go listen to the, the Tahawiyah <coughs> recordings on the SoundCloud. But the idea is what is, so, so there's two extremes. One is to negate free will from a person at all to the point where like your sins, you're not even going to be punished because it's not really your fault. Allah is the one who chose it. That's a type of extremism. They call them the Jabariya. And then the other type of extremism, the Qadariya, the people who believe that I have free will and Allah has no choice in my free will. I choose what I want. He has no choice in that. Uh, so this Ghilan is from the, the latter group. He's a Qadari, he's a, a proponent of radical free will. And so uh, Sayyidina Omar bin Abdul Aziz, he was a man more concerned. He was not more concerned, but he was at least equally concerned with people's deen as he was with the political matters of state. He was concerned that people should be good Muslims, they should go to Jannah, the deen should be preserved and propagated and practiced. So they say that, they say that you know, like the rulers have an effect on the people. So when uh, Al-Walid was, uh, uh, Al-Walid was, uh, was uh, Khalifa, Walid bin Abdul Malik, he, uh, there were a great number of public works projects that, that were undertaken. So people in that time, their conversation used to be like, oh, you know, did you see this building? Did you see that building? Did you see this bridge? Did you see this road? You know, how much does it cost to build this? How much does it cost to build that? Whereas Omar bin Abdul Aziz during his Khilafah, he's a pious man. So people would ask, how many ajza of Quran did you memorize? How many ajza of Quran did you memorize? That's the thing. It's phase two. Like the maktab kids come and they start wearing thobe and they start acting like they're, you know, like they're ustad. Like, mashallah, like my, 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 uh, my boy is in uh, Malani Yasin's maktab class, right? So like, you know, Baba is Baba, but like Moana Yasin is cool, you know, like, so he's like, you know, he's rolling around in the thobe, like, like maktab kids do, you know, like it's become cool for him now. So, so the, so the kids are asking like, how many juz did you memorize, you know, so that, that was the way the, the, the rule of Omar bin Abdul Aziz was. Um, and so imagine the depravity now that our ruler is the one who <laughs> has introduced the names of like questionable uh, uh, film actor actresses into the households of America. What are people talking about now? Allah Ta'ala protect us. At any rate, so Omar bin Abdul Aziz, he's, he's concerned. This guy's like spreading mischief and misguidance. So he calls him, he calls him to the, the palace of the Khalifa. Uh, and he says, <coughs> he says to him, he says that, he says that, oh, Ghilan, uh, it, it, it's reached me that you're spreading your, your belief in like radical, radical free will and so he responds because uh, he's you know he responds uh, you know Allahu Alam if he's telling the truth or not he says that uh, <laughs> oh they're 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 lying yakdibun they're lying oh Amiral Mu'minin they're lying against me uh, and then he says that, but you know the a sign that he didn't you know he's not really uh, you know very thinly veiled like actually DL Qadari right he says ya ya Amiral Mu'minin uh, 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 then he says, 
وَإِمَّا كَفُورًا He says that, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, don't you see that Allah Ta'ala, He, uh, he revealed uh, in His book that we indeed created insan uh, 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 from a cloud of blood uh, 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 that, we, uh, uh, that we subjected to uh, uh, whatever its process, uh, that, uh, whatever uh, process of, of growth and we made that cloud of blood eventually into uh, something that hears and something that sees and some, something that hears and something that sees and then we guided it, to the, guided it down a path that of its choice that it can either that person can either be thankful or that person can be unthankful meaning the person can be a person of iman you can be a good person or you could be a kafir you could reject Allah Ta'ala and then do whatever do whatever you want what is he trying to say he's like oh no no Amir al-Mu'mineen they lied I'm not really a qadari but doesn't it say in the Quran that Allah you know made the uh, insan from like a cloud of blood and then he gave him a choice that you choose what you want to do you want to be a, a, a believer or you want to be a kafir so like, you know, he's DL, you know, that's still his thing, but he's just trying to be diplomatic about it. You know, he probably took a Dawah course as well. So he's now trying to be, you know, use some Hikmah or whatever, whatever they call it, uh, uh, in order to, 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 to teach Amir al-Mu'mineen about, about, uh, about the deen. Uh, and so Amir al-Mu'mineen, you know, in his very, like, uh, very uh, distinct, I ain't the one style. Uh, he then retorts to him. Uh, 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 <coughs> he retorts to him. Iqra ya ghilan. Faqara hatta antaha ila qawlihi. Faman sha'at takhada ila rabbihi sabila. So he kept, he, he, uh, he kept reading. Uh, and so then he gets, to, he gets to what? In the same surah that Allah Ta'ala says, that, and, and therefore whoever uh, wishes uh, 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 can take a path to his Lord. So Ghilan is like, yeah, you know, this is also on my, this is also on my scoreboard, right? Whoever wants to can take the path. Meaning, your will is what brings you on the path. And so <coughs> he stopped there. And so Amir uh, al-Mu'minin, Omar bin Abdulaziz says, keep keep reading. He says, "Fakala qara." So keep reading. He says, "Fakala wa matashauna illa insha Allahu." Right, in same surah, you get he got to the point that, and you won't desire. Right, the the previous thing that was read is that that whoever desires to take a path with his Lord, let them take a path with their Lord. And then Allah says, and you don't desire except for Allah desires for you to desire. Right, and so uh, so he got the point. Omar bin Abdul Aziz, he he made he made his proof that this is this is you know our 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 aqidah isn't hard predestination, radical predestination, or radical free will. It's that what it affirms that both realities, there's some part of it functioning at the same time. But the, the reality of Allah's being in control is higher and more lofty and more worthy of, uh, uh, of a person's uh, consideration than their consideration of themselves. Uh, <coughs> even, though, even though it's part of the deen that people are responsible for their, for their deeds in some limited sense. But ultimately, Allah is the one who makes whatever choice He makes. Then someone will say, well, why did Allah choose this? Why did Allah choose that? Uh, and so Tahawi Rahimullah Ta'ala he says it twice, not just once, he says it twice in his in his in Aqidah. Uh, Allah Ta'ala himself says, He's not to be asked about why he chooses what he chooses, even though the creation will be asked. This is one of the things that makes him Allah is that you don't you don't ask him A because it's bad adab, but more fundamentally because you'll never be able to understand the answer to that question. Right? 
<laughs> if your dog were to ask you why does E equal MC squared, you barely know what it means yourself. Even if you understood it and you're the award-winning bestest like professor on ratemyprof.com, you're still not going to be able to under explain to the dog. The dog has more chance of understanding equals MC squared than you and me who are hemmed in by time and space, understanding understanding what, what Allah Ta'ala, the one who created time and space and the one who there's Laysa Kamithli, he shay nothing like unto him. Why does he choose what he choose? You know, even if you were to tell us the fact that we think we could understand itself as a type of shirk, uh, and you can think about that on your ride home. So he says, he, he, so he says, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ He cre reads that, that you won't desire, except for Allah desires for you to desire. فَقَالَ وَاللَّهِ يَا مِرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِنْ شَعَرْتُ أَنَّا هَذَا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ قَطُّ He says that, uh, here, the in is like nafi, right? He says, he says that, uh, oh, Miral Mu'mineen, like he's trying to say, you, you, okay, you have a point. He says that, now that you point this out, that this is, after all that stuff, the last thing that's mentioned on this issue is this, that you don't desire except for Allah desires for you. Um, <coughs> he says, it's, I feel right now like, like I never even heard this from the book of Allah. Like I never paid attention to it. So you brought it to my attention uh, 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 right now. Uh, meaning like you, you, you made a good point. فَقَالَ لَهُ يَا غِلَانُ اِقْرَأْ أَوَّلَ سُورَةِ يَاسِينَ فَقَرَأَ حَتَّى بَلَغَ وَسَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْذَرْتُهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنْذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ فَقَالَ غِلَانُ وَاللَّهِ يَا مِنُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ لَكَ أَنِّي لَمْ أَقْرَأْهَا قَطُّ قَبْلَ الْيَوْمِ So then after that, uh, uh, Umar bin Abdul Aziz, he, he told this ghilan, he said, why don't you read from the beginning of Surah Yasin? So he got to the verse, وَسَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْذَرْتُهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنْذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ that it's these people, some of them, it's the same for them. Whether you warn them or you don't warn them, they're not going to believe. Meaning what? It's also a, 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 an affirmation of the divine predestination. So when he got to that verse, then uh, he says, Wallahi ya It's as if like I never read this verse before. Like you brought it to my attention, now I, I get what you're, where you're going with this. Uh, uh, he says that as if I uh, 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 it's as if we I never heard this before. He says, "Ushud, ya miral mu'minina ani ta'ibun." He says that bear witness, O miral mu'minin, that I made toba from my former former heresy of 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 qadarism, of radical free will, the advocating of radical free will. Qala Amaru Allahumma in kana sadiqan. فَتُبْ عَلَيْهِ وَثَبِّتْهُ وَإِنْ كَانَ كَاذِبًا فَصَلِّتْ عَلَيْهِ مَنْ لَا يَرْحَمُهُ وَجَعَلْهُ آيَةً لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ So Sayyidina Umar bin Abdul Aziz Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he said what? He says, he says, Oh Allah. Umar bin Abdul Aziz also says, It's a hadith, اِتَّقُوا فَرَاسِ الْمُؤْمِنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَنْظُرُوا بِنُورِ اللَّهِ وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ there's a something about iman that guides a person's uh, judgment, uh, and so to the point where it gets uncanny sometimes. So what happens? This guy says, "Oh, Amir al-Mu'minin, bear witness that I have made toba, I have repented from my heresy, uh, and from my deviance." And so Umar bin Abdul Aziz, what did he say? He says, "Oh Allah, if if he's telling the truth, then accept his repentance and make him firm. And if he's lying right now, just to show face in front of uh, in front of me, if he's lying right now, uh, uh, then." Put him under the, the control of the of somebody who will have no mercy for him, and make him into a sign for all the believers, like an example for all the believers. فأخذه هشام فقطع يديه ورجليه وصلبه قال ابن عون 
فأنا رأيته مسلوبا على باب دمشق فقلنا ما شأنك يا غيلان فقال أصابتني دعوة الرجل الرجل الصالح عمر عمر ابن عبد العزيز he says that uh, he says what happened to this Ghilan he says that uh, 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 the Mulvis are already cracking a smile mashallah. they already enjoyed the story you know? and uh, soon to be Mulvis inshallah he says what he says that uh, this we saw the same Ghilan when uh, during the reign of of <coughs> Hisham Hisham bin Abdul Malik is the last effective ruler of Banu Maya. I mean there are People who take the caliphate after him, but he's the last effective ruler uh, of Banu Umayya. He's like the way younger brother of, uh, of Al-Walid and of Sulaiman. So what happens, we saw him during the reign of, of, uh, of Hisham, uh, uh, that Hisham had ordered his two hands uh, to be uh, severed and his two feet to be severed and that he, he, he be crucified. So we saw him in this state. And uh, 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 Ibn Aoun from the ulama says that uh, I saw him uh, on, on the cross, crucified in this state, uh, hanging from the gates of Damascus. And uh, when he was dying, we came to him and we said, what's the deal, uh, uh, O Ghilan? He said that this is, I've been afflicted with the, the, the dua of a righteous man, Omar bin Abdul Aziz. I was just, I was just bakwasing him. Oh, I made Toba. Yo, he says, if I didn't hear these ayat before, he was just trying to be slippery about it. And so he said that that, that dua caught up with me. In the Disney version, everyone lives happily ever, ever after, though. Mashallah. <clears throat> the person should be afraid of the, 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 the acting stupid with the, the pious and the righteous. But this is from the, this is the, 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 the lesson from this ayah that it's the same whether you warn them or you don't warn them, they're not going to, they're not going to believe. Meaning what? Don't let that hurt you. Don't let that slow you down. Don't let that hurt your feelings, and don't let that let you. Don't think that that's a sign that you're not doing your job properly, that they're not accepting it. Uh, he says that uh, Allah Taala says, "Inna nahnu nuhi al-mauta wa naktubu ma qaddamu wa athaarhum wa kulla shayin hasaynahu fi imamin mubin." So out of this entire surah, there is consensus amongst the ulama that the entire surah was revealed in Makkah Mukarrama. The only one ayah that there's a difference of opinion with regards to where, where it's <coughs> uh, where it's uh, uh, it's revealed is uh, uh, um, is this ayah that Allah Taala says that uh, 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 sorry so the, the ayah before that which I, I, I skipped in my uh, in my uh, haste. That Allah Ta'ala says that, that the warning is not for them, those people that are going to reject it one way or the other. Rather, the warning is, is only beneficial for the person who follows, uh, uh, follows, the, uh, follows the revelation. Meaning that if they, they, they know that this is from Allah, that they'll actually obey it. Uh, and that those people who fear uh, Ar-Rahman, the most merciful from the ghayb, from the unseen. <coughs> that person, give them the glad tidings. Uh, of mercy uh, uh, and and uh, an honorable an honorable reward, which is Jannah. Does they say that Mu'an Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi, he passed away on a Jumu'ah, Rahimullah uh, Taala, and so he 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 read Surah Kaf while waiting for he took a he made ghusl and he read Surah Kaf and he put on his new clothes and he read Surah Kaf waiting for the for the salat 
And then when he was done with that, the Khadim said that he there was still time before it was time to go out for the Salat. And so he <coughs> he started reading Yasin and he got to this verse, the words of Fabashirhu Bimalfiratin wa Karim that give him glad tidings, such a person, the one who fears Allah or Rahman from the Ghaib, from the unseen, give them glad tidings of forgiveness and of an honor uh, honor honorable reward. And then uh, Allah Ta'ala uh, took him back. So he died in, after uttering those words. So we take it, inshallah, as a, a good sign for our, uh, for our mashayikh and ulama. So another reason we should read the words of the Quran, inshallah, that uh, you know the person is going to <coughs> die in uh, in the way that they lived, uh, and the last the last thing that they're doing when they die, that's that's you know an indicator of their state forever. Allah Taala take us in a good state and protect us from 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 you know doing something stupid that we should seal our fate in, in a bad way. So this next ayah is the one I said that there's a difference of opinion whether it's Makki or Madani. Says that indeed we bring the dead to life, and we uh, 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 we write down all of those good deeds that they they, they they put forth, and all of the effects that they have. The word athar literally athar is a jama of the word athar literally means footprints. But it, it, then it metaphorically means what the effect because that's the effect your foot has on the sand. Uh, <clears throat> that we we all we we write all of those things that they put forth for themselves and all the effect that they had on everything. Uh, and uh, all of these things we have preserved them uh, uh, in a, a manifest record. The manifest record is what is the Allah al-Mahfuz according to some of the Mufassirin. Some of them say that this is the book of deeds that the angels are writing for you. Now interestingly enough before we get to the, the Madani part of this ayah um, the, 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 the Rawafid, they say, oh, look, see, his mention is made of the imama of the, they say that if you don't believe in the imamate of the Ahlul Bayt or whatever, you're a kafir. And then the Sunnis are like, okay, uh, cool. Can you explain to us like where this is mentioned in Newark? They're like, oh, look, see, everything we have preserved in a, in a, in a clear imam. So who here knows who the clear imam is? Is it clear from the context who the clear imam is? No. In fact, from the siyak of the ayah, right? The tadkirah is made of what? The mention is made of what? That indeed we bring the dead to life and we write down. We write down all those things that they put forward. Until even their footsteps or until even the effects of their deeds. And everything is preserved in a, in a, a, a manifest. Either imam here means like a, a, a record that's like in front of you. Right? Or it means a person. In the context of mentioning the writing, which one is it going to be? It's going to, be, it's going to make sense that it's the, the manifest record. If it's a person, who is, that, who is that clear imam? It's not very clear. I guess the Sahaba didn't get it either. This is why then afterwards, secondarily, the people who, you know, their political idea is what? Someone from the Ahlul Bayt should be Khalifa. Which as a political ideology, many of our Mashaykh had this. Abu Hanifa, Malik. Uh, 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 you know, Shafi'i. This was the political ideology, Imam Nasai. Uh, um, I would say majority of the old ulama. But if you want to make your politics into your deen, right? Say, okay, this is a part of the deen. Well, the Sahaba they, they didn't they didn't uh, put this clear Imam forward, whoever it was. Then what do you have to do to, in order to explain that? Because it doesn't make sense now. So, oh, they're all kafirs, they're all monafiq. Then you go down the slippery slope of like just. You know, burning the entire, uh, setting the deen up on fire. This is a more simple way of explaining it that doesn't involve uh, burning the house down of Islam. 
so at any rate, this uh, 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 this this uh, ayah, uh, there are from the from the muhaddithin that those who <coughs> uh, 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 that that uh, say that this ayah from the uh, 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 um, they say that this is this is a a, a, a hadith of uh, that that has to do with a specific incident, which is that Banu Salama. Which is a clan of the Ansar, their dwellings were far from the masjid, and so they got like you know they they're real in on Deen, you know this is their thing, mashallah. They're uh, so they they all sat together and made much They're like, there is a big open space next to the masjid. We're gonna now move to the, we're gonna move to the masjid. We're gonna abandon our old, old place of dwelling and on mass we're all gonna move to be closer to the masjid, and so uh, uh, <coughs> it's narrated in. Sahih Muslim from Sayyidina Jabir bin Abdullahi radiallahu anhuma qala arada banu salamata an yatahawalu ila qurb al-masjid qala wal biqa'u khaliya qala fa balagha dhalika an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam so this is the Jabir bin Abdullah radiallahu anhum anhuma narrates that banu salama wanted to uh, move uh, closer to the masjid uh, uh, and uh, he said that the, there's a there's like a large spot around the uh, masjid that was empty, and so that reached the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. فقال يا بني سلامة دياركم تكتب آثاركم دياركم تكتب آثاركم فقالوا ما كان يسرنا أن كنا تحولنا. So this is actually a hadith we read relatively recently in Riyadh al-Salihin as well. Um, that uh, Banu Salama. Uh, uh, when the Prophet ﷺ heard this, he said, "O Banu Salama," he says, "If you stay in your, if you stay in your, uh, <coughs> if you stay in your current dwelling, uh, know that that every footstep that you take to the masjid will be recorded as a reward for you." Because what does the ayah say? Right? Inna nahnu nuhil mota. Indeed, we're the ones who bring the dead to life. And we're the ones who write down all the deeds that they put forth. And all of their footsteps. Uh, and everything we've uh, we've encompassed in a in a manifest record. Um, so, what did the Prophet say? He says that Banu Salama, stay in your places uh, that that you're in right now, and all of your footsteps will be will be re- recorded. They'll be written down. Uh, and there are so many hadith of the Prophet they talk about the fadila, the virtue of of walking to the masjid. Right, that every step you take to the masjid, Allah will forgive us sin, and 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 with every step you take a masjid, uh, take to the masjid, Allah will record a good deed. With every step uh, you take to the masjid, Allah will raise you one rank, you know, in 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 your in your station with Him. This is a really great uh, uh, act of worship, the walking to the masjid. Specifically, the 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 walking to the masjid is is a great act of worship. So Rasulullah as their as their Shaykh as well, he's saying this is actually a good thing, you don't want to give this up. And this is one of the things that we mentioned also in the Dars as well. People we should have like small masajid, like don't build these huge monstrosities that like drive the village and the city hall insane because you park pro- improperly. This and that. Make small places, don't have Jama over there. You don't have to have a basketball court, you don't have to have a hundred thousand dollar chandelier. Just enough place for 30, 40 people to get together and pray salat. Like, and people should move close to those places. So many, so many <coughs> neighborhoods in Lombard, Addison, Villa Park, these places that, that, that literally they could use places like that. 
And so someone, okay, fine, you know, you have like uh, someone's grandpa is like driving to uh, Dar Salaam every day or to Villa to IFS every day, which is wonderful. We love that. Allah Taala give reward. May those masajid be filled, inshallah. But the idea is what is that? Who's gonna get the reward for walking in the masjid then? Right, the bishara of the Prophet for the people who walk in the dark part of the night. Who's gonna Who's gonna receive that reward? That's a part of Dina as well. That's a part of Dina as well. Uh, uh, <coughs> so uh, we continue. The rest of the the rest of what I wanted to cover today is a particular story that Allah Taala tells of the people who came before. Uh, again, in what context that Allah Taala is uh, giving courage to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Uh, uh, in undertaking the, the the spreading of this message so he says you're having a hard time let me tell you about somebody who had a hard time as well so, uh, tell them tell them as a as a parable um, the story about the the ashab al-qariya the, the the companions of a, a, a town uh, when the, the the emissaries when the messengers reach them so here messenger doesn't mean like a nabi like a person who receives wahi rather someone who's just carrying a message um, we sent two to them and the the, the those two emissaries were uh, <coughs> those two emissaries were uh, rejected and so we uh, increased their number with a third and they came and, and, and told those people, uh, indeed, we are, we are, uh, we are uh, sent to you with a message. Uh, and so this is a, a story. If you read the, if you read the, uh, the what the what the Salaf said uh, with regards to the tafsir of this, this is a story of the da'wah of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam to the people of the city of Antioch, Antakya with with a ta. It's also narrated with a ta as well. It's a modern city. It's the modern Turkish name for uh, Antakya. The, for the province is still Antakya, uh, but the, the, the city itself is called Hatay. They gave it a, the Turkish name instead of the Greek name. Uh, uh, but the city is still there. And, and it's actually considered part of Sham. The people of Antioch, when the Arabs were having their revolt against the Caliphate, they're like, no, thank you. Uh, we're going to keep it, keeps it real with the, with, with the Khilafah. Right? So they're all Syrians. They're not actually Turks. And so they still, the, the majority of people, they, they, they speak Turkish. This is one of the things actually Sheikh Muhammad Hassan Dadu he, he mentioned in a really awesome bayan about the resistance of the ulama to colonialism. Uh, he mentioned that there's a Jamaat of Mauritanian ulama when Mauritania fell to the French, they made hijra to the, the caliphate. So when they got to Istanbul, they, uh, they were like, they, they didn't feel comfortable because they didn't know Turkish. So where did they go? They went to, they went to uh, uh, Antakya. Because it was politically still part of Turkey, but it, uh, <coughs> but it, uh, uh, they're Arabic speakers. Also, their shawarma spots are the best ones. Uh, but that's that's not the that has nothing to do with Surat Yasin. That's why I said don't call it tafsir, say gems, or something <laughs> generic like that. So I don't get like uh, stuck with this stuff on the Qiyamah. So this is what happens. This is a story of what Sayyidina Isa Alaihissalam will send send three two of his companions to that that place, and then he'll send a third one. Uh, because their da'wah doesn't go so well. Uh, so the, the two that go there, uh, 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 and then the third, the third catches up, 
the people of the town were uh, they said qalu ma antum illa basharun mithluna wa ma anzala rahman min shay'in in antum illa takdibun qalu rabbuna ya'lamu inna ilaykum lamursalun wa ma alayna illa albalagh almubin qalu inna tatayyarna bikum la illam tantahu lanarjumannakum wa laymassannakum minna 'adhaban alim qalu ta'irukum ma'akum in dhukirtum balantum qaumun musrifun so what happens is that they they reject the the, the, the the da'wah at first and they say that you're nothing except for a person just like us and the most merciful in Allah, right? So they acknowledge Allah is there, say that Allah didn't send anything, you're just lying. And so this idea that Allah didn't send anything at all, this is a stupid idea. If you don't, you know, someone's like not a Muslim and they're listening to this like, oh yeah, we're going to believe in Islam now. We don't, don't believe in Islam right now. Nobody's forcing you to do it, right? But but like to say Allah sent nothing, this means what? Like Allah created the heavens and earth with no purpose. He created mankind with no purpose. That all the other monkeys, you know, they don't have an iPhone, but we have an iPhone for some for but just for no purpose for no reason. Like it, you know, this is this is in and of itself uh, <coughs> not understanding who Allah is. That He creates everything with intent, and He creates everything with design, and all of the animals seem to fit in really well. We're the only awkward ones hanging out, you know. Like, uh, you know, like a, like a Muslim kid at the seventh grade dance in middle school. Like, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's our lot from the creation. No, there's not, no piece like that that doesn't fit. There's no piece in the creation like that that doesn't fit. So if you want to accept somebody what they're saying or not accept it, you can evaluate it on its own merits. The idea that Allah Ta'ala didn't communicate his intent to, his, to mankind, even though everything else from the creation seems to know what its point, purpose is and where it fits in. This is this is a lack of understanding of Allah Taala, and so so they respond to them uh, in the, the the narration of the Quran is very like it's very quick it's like a very quick summary very high level summary. Uh, it says that they, they they said our Lord knows that we are we, that that uh, we are indeed uh, sent to you, and uh, our responsibility is nothing except for that we should just convey the message clearly. Meaning what? If you don't believe, you don't believe. That's your issue. Some of you are not going to believe anyway. Uh, but our responsibility is not to make you love us. right? We're not going to take the gospel and save everybody. Rather, our point is to convey the message. The rest is the business between Allah and His creation. Uh, and so what did they say? They say, they say, oh, we take a bad omen from you. You people are bad luck. Uh, uh, this expression, tatayyur, is like, the way that, that the Jahili Arabs used to augur omens is what is like that, that a Bedouin would run at a flock of birds. And if the flock veers to the right, it's, it, it means that, you know, it's like mixing the eight ball, that whatever you're thinking of is a good idea. And if it veers to the left, it means the bad idea. It's shu'm. Right? Yumin is, is uh, Yamin is Mubarak. And then shu'm uh, is like a bad omen. And so the Prophet he said, if you find a kind of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you hibbul fa'l. And the Prophet Sallallahu he said that if you're trying to do something good and you see a good omen, this is good. You can take that. He said, if you see a bad omen, ignore it. And just keep going. Which is pretty gangster, right? <laughs> so if you love Allah Ta'ala, whatever, it doesn't matter if the whole rest of the, you know, the birds and the whole system is like against you and it's showing you like it's not going to work. Who cares? If Allah is on your side, then it doesn't matter if the planets and the stars uh, 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 conspire against you. Who cares? Uh, you know. So at any rate, so what happens? They say, 
that we consider your coming to be a bad omen. That if you don't stop now, we're going to stone you. And Qurtubi uh, <coughs> mentions whenever the mention of stoning is there in the Quran, it means kill. It's a, it means it's a metaphor for killing someone. So we're going to kill you and we're going to torture you before that, a painful torment. It says, your bad omens reside inside of you. Uh, if uh, uh, if uh, uh, if you're only people who took uh, remembrance, if you only people thought about what you're doing, you'd realize the bad omen is inside of you. It's not in us. Uh, you people are people of excess, meaning what the, this threat for killing, this is useless. It's pointless. It's an excess. What are we doing? Okay, fine. You know you don't like Muslims. You don't like Muslims, right? Why? Okay. You know Abdullah is not gonna vote for gay rights. He's not gonna like go kill gay people. Right, you know, Fatima is gonna, you know, dislike drinking. It's not like she's gonna take a gun and shoot people who are like drinking. Like, oh, he had a beer. <laughs> that's not how. That's not how this thing works. You know, this is israf. That that you don't like something from the message, that's fine. But you're like hyper overreacting to to it by threats of violence and genocide and other things. You just like this. These like weird <coughs> people from Greece, New York. We're gonna go and like. Uh, uh, um, they were gonna go shoot up the holy Islamberg, right? Miskin, like poor, like African American Muslim guys, like two hundred of. It's not even a very big commune. It's like a small, like not even a village. They're gonna go shoot them up, and like they gave the transcripts of their their uh, conversations with each other. And one of the guys is like, you know, I don't want to kill babies, but if there's collateral damage, then so be it. That's israf. Okay, you don't like Muslims. Okay, don't don't eat halal advocates certified restaurant then. Why you want to kill someone for that? You know. But that's that's the the way kufr works. So so uh, the, the the story is 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 uh, uh, mentioned that uh, 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 <coughs> from from Kaab uh, al Ahbar and Wahb bin Munabbah or Munabbih that uh, uh, that Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam sent 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 these two people to go and preach preach the deen to the people of uh, of Antioch. And uh, 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 they stayed for some years, and they were essentially jailed, and they were threatened with death and things like that. Ten years, they basically would go and preach to people, and their miracle was what? Their miracle was the ability to cure the sick. So what they would do is they would go and preach, and then people would ask them, "What's your proof?" They say, "We can cure your sick." So they bring their uh, the, their sick people, and they would get cured. Uh, and uh, like blind people would get cured, all all different types of people would get cured from their their sickness. But then they're preaching the dean as well. The people don't like it. They're idol worshippers. It's like a Greek speaking town from like old like whatever Hellenistic like Byzantine. Uh, I guess not Byzantine yet because the Roman Empire didn't divide into east and west yet. But it's like a, it's basically it's the Roman Empire. Uh, they're not really into monotheism or whatever. <coughs> and so and so it's not going well. And so what happens is uh, uh, Sayyidina Isa then he sends a third. Who's the third one? The third one, the name is mentioned in Arabic as Shim'un. Shim'un is, is the Saint Peter, what they call Saint Peter. Saint Peter is, if you read the, uh, read the, 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 the Gospels uh, or whatever, the, the, the New Testament I should say, right? He's, he's referred to as Simeon Peter. Petra, Petras in, in Latin, or sorry, in uh, in, in, in Latin means, uh, sorry, in Greek it means rock, which is what, 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 uh, 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 what the, 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 
title Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam gave him. His name was Simon. His name was Shimun. Was one of the. It's a, it's a, a name of a common name amongst the Banu Israel. But he, Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam gave him the uh, 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 gave him the the laqab of of kaffa, which in 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 uh, um, Syriac means what? Because that's Syriac. He spoke Syriac Aramaic, right? He didn't speak Hebrew as like the, the, the day to day language, right? It means what? Like a rock, meaning someone who's solid. Someone who's solid, and so that gets translated into Greek as, as, <coughs> as Petrus as Peter. Uh, someone knows Greek; they may decline the 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 word properly. I may not be declining it properly, but that's that's essentially what I like, say: the petrification and things like that. That's what it comes from the same, <coughs> from the same word. And so, what happens is that he he's like he's like whatever like level level seven black belt at Dawa. So he's gonna. So the other two couldn't, you know, they 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 they're not making headway. Now they're in jail, and they're like basically everyone hates them and mocks them. So uh, 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 Peter comes to uh, uh, comes to the comes comes to the Antioch, and he uh, he will instead of first making the dawah openly, what will he do? He'll endear himself to different people who will then endear, get him into a different circle, who will get them into a different circle until he can get to the court of the the court of the ruler of that city. And so the ruler, he's amazed with his intelligence and how well he speaks and his good manners and his hikmah and this and that. And, uh, uh, and, and so he will get a position basically as one of his ministers, as his mushir, as his uh, like consultant. And so what happens is uh, uh, that, that ruler, he's like upset with these other two. And he's like, I want to kill, we want to kill them. We're, we're going to kill them. And so, what do you think about it? He doesn't know that they're all they're all in in, in you know in cahoots, right? So he says, <clears throat> "Why don't you call them forward, and then we'll hear hear what they have to say, and then we'll hear what the arguments against them are, and then I'll give you my opinion." And so, <clears throat> what happens is they 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 bring them forward and they make their dawah again, uh, but you know they 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 keep quiet. They don't say anything. They know that this is Peter. We know him, but they're keeping it DL still. And so what happens is that uh, um, the, 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 they make their dawah in front of the king again. And then, and then Peter asks him, what's your proof? He says that we can heal the sick uh, by Allah's mercy. So they bring a blind child. They say, do, so they read dua on him and whatever. And Allah Ta'ala will bring him, give him sight again. Uh, uh, and so what happens is they're like, okay, well, now we'll bring you one. If you can do it, you can do it. If not, then... You know, then he failed, which is what this is. A child died seven days ago. We haven't buried the body because the parents are out of town. They're going to return soon. So bring the, this dead child back to death and we'll then we'll talk. So they, 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 they recited the divine name and they made dua with tawajjuh, the two of them openly and, 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 and shim'un quietly, right? The three of them. And so what happens, the child, Allah Ta'ala gives the child life again. <coughs> And so the child, they ask him, you know, what have you felt? What did you experience? What just happened? And so the child said that I had died. And uh, I was being escorted to the, the to Jahannam because, because of my kufr. And uh, a, a, an angel came in a, in a beautiful form and uh, uh, said uh, in front of Allah Ta'ala that uh, 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 said that that bring him back to life because 
the three of these uh, them are, are are praying for his return. And so he points out the two, and he also points out he also points out the 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 one who's uh, <coughs> the one who was disguised, right? Shimon. He says that the three of them, the three of them, because of their prayers, Allah Taala allowed this angel to bring me back. And so what happened was that the 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 the, the ruler himself accepted the iman, but a great number of people still refused to take it. Uh, and so this is like a summary. That's a, there's a lot more detail in the in the story, uh, but this is a summary that 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 uh, 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 of what happened with their with their dawah. And this took ten years. The ayat go by very quickly, but this is the summary and the khulasa of what happened in ten years. And there's one more incident, right? That they that they threatened. Basically, they threatened them with death. Uh, and so what happens uh, is that the 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 the, the story continues. Ja'a min aqsal madinati rajulun yas'a qala ya qawm ittabi'ul mursalin ittabi'u man la yas'alu yas'alukum ajran wa hum muhtadun wa ma li la a'budu a'budu alladhi fatarani wa ilayhi turja'un a'takhidhu min dunihi alihatan in yuridun ar-rahmanu bi dhurrin la tughni 'anni shafa'atuhum shay'an wa la yunqidhun inni idhan lafi dhalalin mubin inni amantu bi rabbikum fasma'un qila dkhul al-jannata qala ya layta qawmi ya'lamun bima ghafara li rabbi waj'alani min al-mukramin wa ma anzalna ala qawmihi min ba'dihi min jundin min as-sama'i wa ma kunna munzilin in kanat illa wahida fa khamidun and so, so what happens is I told like a bit further into the story, but you pause, the two of them come and uh, the people don't want to believe them. And what happens is they also made dawah to a person from that city. One person accepted their dawah. And it's, it's uh, mentioned by Ka'b al-Ahbar that that person was an idol maker. He's Habib al-Najjar. The Prophet actually names him by name. That his name is Habib. He's a carpenter by the name of Habib. And he uh, uh, <coughs> he basically he, he was an idol maker. He would make idols out of wood. And in his old age, he 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 had become a, a leper, and so he would worship the idols and plead with them to cure him and give him his life back. And obviously, it wasn't happening. And so, what happens is that that these two uh, emissaries from Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, they made dawah to him as well, and he also asked, "What's your proof?" They said, "We can cure the sick." So they made dua, and he he was cured from his leprosy. And so what he would do is he's now like, he's their, their, their buddy as well. And so he will work during the day and half the money he'll use for his family, the half the money he'll give to these two so as to sustain them during this 10 years of dawah or whatever. <clears throat> and so finally, when they get to the point where they're, they're going to kill, they're going to kill them. Okay. The, the ruler accepts, but the people didn't accept. And now they're going to kill all three of them. Now this 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 person was the one person who accepted their 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 their, their dawah with f- like fervor. Uh, this Habib al-Najjar he comes and he was from the Aqsa al-Madina. He was from the furthest part of the city. Why? Because leper the leper is like an outcast, right? So he comes from where he's he he's living uh, uh, and uh, 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 running. And he when he hears that this is about to go down, they're just going to kill these people. Uh, uh, he says, "Oh my oh my people." Uh, follow the these emissaries, these people who came with this message. Uh, follow those who uh, 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 <coughs> who don't ask you for uh, uh, for any financial compensation, and they're guided people. They're not saying anything bad, and they're not asking for money. Uh, this is a couple of things. One is that this is part of the us- uslub of dawah. 
that you're not you're not you're not trying to rack up converts or rack up murids or rack up students so that they can make you like a big man, you know, uh, puff your ego up or whatever. You're just doing this out of sincerity. This is a sign of sincerity that you don't actually seek anything from the people that you're that you're 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 preaching to, which is hard because there's a sucker born every minute. Starting a cult is actually easier than teaching a person how to be a human being. It's easier to tell somebody and convince them of your spiritual powers and hocus pocus alamogokus that if you just like kiss my feet, you'll be, that's easy. Give donations, give me your money, you know, devote your life to my teachings. That's easy. To actually turn a person into a human being and to make their life better, that's difficult because people are stupid. They don't listen. And when you do something that's good for them, they don't want to accept it. They'll fight you for it. Whereas if you do something to hurt them, because it's easier, they'll oftentimes accept it much easier. And so you see that. This is why we say Rasulullah wasn't a cult member. After he left this world, the Sahaba weren't like so codependent on him that they all like collapsed. Rather, they're like, they got to work. They rolled up their sleeves and they like basically like, you know, they, they did something. They did a lot. They did like, if anyone ever did anything, it was them who did something in the, in, in, in the history of mankind. <coughs> Everybody else built empires based on, uh, you know, military domination and like financial you know uh, 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 ingratiation the sahaba the fact that they did it without without ingratiating themselves it's like a really big deal it's not like i mean the task would have been hard enough if they conquered it as an empire as a personal conquest uh, uh, imagine how much harder it was how much harder they had to work in order to do it for the sake of allah ta'ala so he says he says follow those who aren't asking you for any money and they are, they're guided. You know, they're, they're not saying bad stuff. They're not telling you to like eat children or whatever. They're telling you to be good to your parents and don't be drunk all the time. Don't, you know, I mean, they're teaching you good stuff. He says that, he says that in like, what would be wrong with me that I shouldn't, I shouldn't worship the one who created me and the one that you're returning to, right? Fatarani, he says, created me. Why? Because he's showing his link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is his lutf, his love of Allah. And he says, and the one that you're going to return to, meaning what? There's a threat in that as well, that you're going to go back to him. Right? Me and Allah Ta'ala are already good. We're, we're, we're good. You're going to go back to him. Dot, dot, dot. Meaning you know you're not good with him. So why would I take your path that I want to not be good with him? Because all of us are going to go back to him. Uh, Indeed, if, if I did that, I would have been, I would have been like clearly misguided. <coughs> Indeed, I uh, 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 have... Believed in your Lord. So listen, listen to me. Uh, 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 it was said to him, enter into Jannah. He says, oh, I wish, uh, I wish that my, my people only knew how much my Lord has forgiven me and how much my Lord has made me from those who are honored. So there's something, a step in the middle that is skipped over, which is they killed him. Uh, that they kill him. So this this surah is what? Again, it's telling the Prophet ﷺ, if they don't accept it, look, there are people who literally died because of this in the past. But what is the maqam of such a person that this person spoke the haqq uh, and his people, his people killed him? That when he died and he saw the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, there are some of the ulama who said, no, he was lifted up, he didn't die. Uh, and uh, 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 the, the Mufassirin, the, you know, Qurtubi says he obviously died. Uh, they killed him. 
uh, it's not a p- point of aqidah to say that he didn't die. Maybe the mufassirin that said that he didn't die, what they meant was the don't say to the people who are uh, killed in the path of Allah Ta'ala that they're dead. Rather, they are alive <coughs> and they are receiving their provision from their Lord. Wallahu a'lam. There's no aqidah point that's contingent on this, right? Someone might say the same thing about Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. There's a point of aqidah that's contingent on it, that we don't believe the crucifixion even happened in the first place. But khair, <coughs> that he's killed. And then he said, I wish that my, my, my people knew. So Qurtubi has a real beautiful, a real beautiful uh, uh, tract uh, um, uh, uh, that, that he, he, he mentions. Uh, that 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 he he mentions, which is that uh, uh, that that this is a very uh, uh, um, this is a very beautiful example of how uh, 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 how a person how a person should be um, if they want to call people to the haq. He said that that there are three people who three people. He says, "Qala ibn Layla, ibn Abi Layla, Afwan, one of the fuqaha of Kufa." He said, "Subaq al-Ummi thalathatun lam yakfuru billahi tarfatain." Ali ibn Abi Talib, who is the best of them, and the Ali Fir'aun, the son of Yasin, they And Zamakhshiri says that this is he he claims that this is narrated from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That the people the people who came first place from the Ummas are three. Meaning that they made da'wah fearlessly and they never they never blinked an eye. Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib anhu, who was the one who the Prophet made da'wah to his to Banu Hashim, and no one accepted except for him, and he was just a child of like nine years old at the time. Uh, and the second is the Mu'minu Ali Fir'aun, right? The Surah Ghafir, right? That there was someone from the people of Fir'aun when Fir'aun was basically giving the order that Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam should be should be uh, uh, should be killed. And Banu Israel should be killed. He pleaded on behalf of of, of Musa alayhi salam. He made the same point, which is like, why are you, you know, why are you opposing him? It's not like he's like calling you to anything bad. Um, and the third is Sahibu Yasin that this Habibun Najaro Jamin Aksal Madinati Rajulun Yasa'a, this person. And uh, Qurtubi mentions, he says, Oh, fi hadhil ayatan bihun azim, wa dalalatun ala wujubi kavmil ghayd. He says that there's a great indication in this ayah. Uh, where he says, uh, 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 where he says, Ya uh, uh, right? Oh, uh, uh, oh, I wish that my people knew how much, right? Meaning, what? Even after they kill him, he still ha- he still has in his heart the desire for them, for good for them. You understand what I'm saying? He wasn't like the guy who was like, you know, like look up criminals that they they gave the death penalty, like their last words. There's like a whole Wikipedia entry on it. And like more than half of them are like, I'll see you in hell, stuffer stuffers, right? <laughs> uh, like, which is like, obviously the wording is not right, but the sentiment is very appropriate at a time like this. Like, look, we're trying to call you to Dean and you just killed me. That was kind of bogus, right? So what, what is, what is Qurtubi saying that like, look, this is, this is how Dawah is made. It's not like that you spite people. Rather, you're not going to make Dawah effectively if you don't, <coughs> or correctly, if you don't have... Genuine love for what's best for people, uh, and so he says that 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 that, that this is a, a a sign that the one who wants to call people to dean, that person has to be ready to swallow their anger, their their intense anger. They have to be able to suppress it. Well, hilm an ahl al and that person has to be patient with the patient and forbearant with the people of ignorance. ala man nafsahu ashrar and to be kind. 
and uh, right taraf rafa is the extremist form of mercy to have this extreme form of mercy for the person who will uh, 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 um, put put the the one who's making dawa into the uh, uh, <coughs> into the danger uh, that comes from uh, uh, from from the the the, the most uh, evil of people and from the people of rebelliousness but tashmir fit fi takhlisihi and that person has to always be uh, 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 always has to be working hard um, uh, in in their sincerity. What talatuf fifty daihi and be uh, uh, be kind and gentle, even though they're sacrificing in 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 their moment of sacrifice. Wal ishtigalu bidalika an shamata shamata tibihi wa duaa'i alehi, and to do all those things when when people are sincerely wishing for you to be uh, uh, struck down. And uh, are 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 making all sorts of claims against you and and, and saying all sorts of things against you. Allah Tara kefa tamanna al khaira li qatalatihi wal baghin allahu al ghawail wahum kafaratu kafaratun abadatul asnam. He says, "Don't you see how uh, he wished for good?" Right? He says, "Oh, I wish my people knew." If they could only see how much Allah has forgiven me and how much honor He's given me, maybe they would have then accepted the deen. Even after the after He died, He says that <coughs> that that uh, uh, don't you see how He wished uh, for good? Tamanni tamanni is the wish that you have for someone that's not. It's like a far shot, long shot, unrealistic wish. Uh, that He still held out hope that 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 the people who killed Him uh, uh, and 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 uh, oppressed Him. Uh, uh, who were uh, 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 the the worshippers of, of of idols? فَلَمَّا قُتِلَ حَبِيبٌ غَضِبَ اللَّهُ لَهُ وَعَجَّلَ النِّقْمَةَ عَلَى قَوْمِهِ فَأَمَرَ جِبْرِيلَ فَصَاحَ بِهِمْ سَيْحَةً فَمَاتُ عَنْ آخِرِهِمْ And so he says that that obviously this is Allah's wish for the slave. If you want to sow slavehood to Allah Taala, this is the wish that you should have. The slave should have mercy for other people. Allah Taala does what He wills. Allah created Allah Ta'ala created the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to wish guidance for everybody. Allah Ta'ala didn't wish guidance for everybody. So everyone does their job. Allah Ta'ala does his job. He's good at doing his job. <coughs> so what happens is that this person is like in this like super max extremed out uh, 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 ikhlas and sincerity and like wishing good for his qawm and then they killed him. That made Allah Ta'ala angry. I mean, Allah does, obviously doesn't react to things. He knows his anger knew from before he created the heavens and the earth what they would do. But that was basically like the last rope for these people. And so Allah Ta'ala ordered Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam to let out a shout. And uh, <coughs> from that shout, all those people who didn't, uh, who didn't uh, believe, all of them were, were annihilated. Uh, and this is the, the meaning of the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the verse. That uh, Allah Ta'ala says then, he says that we did not uh, send down uh, on his people after him uh, uh, any army from the heavens, nor, uh, 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 nor would we uh, send any, uh, any even one down. And he says that indeed it was just a shout, and then all of them fell silent. Um, meaning what? Allah Ta'ala sends down the angels for the, for, for the, as, as a matter of honor. He sent them down in Badr. He sent them down <coughs> on different occasions as a matter of honor for the Anbiya Alayhi He doesn't need them. These people were not even worth it. Uh, so Allah Ta'ala uh, 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 destroyed them with one shout. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and that was it. All of, the, all of those who disbelieved from amongst them, they, they then, they fell silent. 
And this is what, this is, again, it's an encouragement for the Prophet So whether they accept it or they don't accept it, it doesn't matter. It's the haq, it's the truth, and it's the overwhelming truth. It will overwhelm everyone one day. Whoever accepts it, accepts it for their own good and for their own benefit. Whoever doesn't accept it, accept, you know, doesn't accept it to their own, uh, to their own de detriment. He says, Ya hasratan, Allah Ta'ala continues, Ya hasratan ala al-ibadi, ma yatihim min rasulin illa ka'anu bihi yastahzi'oon. Alam yaro kama ahlakna qablahum min al-quroon innahum ilayhim. He says that what a shame, what sadness uh, on the uh, on the creation. <coughs> no messenger comes to them, except for they mock that that messenger. Have they not seen how many we've destroyed before them from the centuries that none of them will, will ever uh, have a chance to come back? Uh, 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 and the hasra is what it's, it, the hasra is not 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 in this world. The real hasra is that when they're in Jahannam, the real uh, the real regret is when they're in Jahannam that uh, none of them will come back. None of them will be able to come back and, and get iman that will, will benefit them, uh, and all of them will be uh, summoned to stand and give hisab uh, on the on the day of judgment. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us the tawfiq of taking the work of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and making it our own work and to be steadfast in the face of people who mock and jeer. Oftentimes, unfortunately, there are many people who are also Muslims that do that as well. Sometimes their own relatives or our own friends or people that are dear to us and whatnot. Uh, and uh, obviously there's a legal reality to Islam, uh, but there's also spiritual reality in the heart. This is why the ulama say that you shouldn't mock the deen. Because mockery of the deen itself is a type of kufr. It's in, it only comes from the heart that doesn't venerate, that doesn't venerate the deen. So a person, if they've done it or laughed or something in the past, they should say their shahada again quietly and, and just uh, not you know not 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 return to it. But you don't know what's inside of another person's heart. If they don't accept it, don't worry about it. This is another thing, dawah, because there's tazkirah of the dawah of the Prophet wasallam and the tazkirah of the dawah of those who came from before. Right, Simeon, Peter, and his uh, two, the two emissaries, other emissaries of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, and this Habib al Najjar. Allah Ta'ala, <coughs> have mercy on all of them and give them a high rank. Um, by the way, in the year 37, you'll find in the history books there was a, there was a great earthquake that struck Antioch. Uh, I mean, perhaps this is what's what's. Uh, I'm like at the history part of it. I don't. I'm just reading the 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 tafasir, so I don't know what from the other material history how it fits together, but <laughs> perhaps that's what. Perhaps that's what uh, what, what the seha is is referring to, but uh, um, the idea is whether they accept it or they don't accept it. The um, modern conception of da'wah is like let's bend over backwards, like don't pray in public when it's time for salat because maybe people will laugh at it and it's bad for da'wah. No, when it's time to pray, go and say your prayers, and if they mock and laugh, let them do it. After twenty years of laughing, because these are these are not things that happen like that, you know. These people were at it for like ten years and then all this stuff went down. What happens a decade later when they see you praying, you know, every day and that you haven't missed their, your prayer, um, then they'll understand, wow, maybe this is something that's important, you know? Whereas if for 10 years they, 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 they saw you waste a prayer and hide like a mouse when you pray or whatever, it could be anything, any part of the deen, you know, that you just hit it and you, uh, uh, whatever. What the, the lesson they learn from it is it's negotiable. It's something that you can push to the side. It's not really that big of a deal. Because if it was, you know, you wouldn't push it to the side if it wasn't a big deal. If it was a big deal, you wouldn't have pushed it to the side like you did. So don't worry about <clears throat> what people say, right? 
rather, do your best uh, in order to present the deen as best as you can without actually like trashing it. And then if they accept or don't, don't accept, there are some people who are going to accept and some people who are not. And some people will accept sooner, some people will accept later, even if no one accepts. Uh, that's between them and Allah Ta'ala. It's not like your thing and my thing that we should be sad about that. The fact of the matter is that the da'wah of the Prophet has a lot of barakah in it. People accept it. But even if you're in a situation where, you know, you heard, you know, you saw a YouTube video of a guy who gave out like, you know, a thousand shahadas and you ain't get, give even one out or whatever. Uh, that's not a, that enough, it may be a sign that you're a people repellent and should probably stay at home and read Quran more than giving da'wah. But it also, some people may be doing it right and it still doesn't work. It's not necessarily an indicator that there's anything wrong with, with the da'wah uh, that's being made or even the one who's making it. That a person should be steadfast. And the only person who will feel this pain is the one who's gone through it. The pain themselves, you know, that tried to convince people of doing something that was right and they get shot down, swatted down. Then they read the story in the Quran of the Prophet ﷺ and, you know, literally Abu Jahl and his lackeys trying to kill him. And then the story of the, the da'wah, the, the Ashab al-Qariya, uh, how, how, how difficult it went for them. Uh, and how much sabr and beauty they had in, in being steadfast. And so it gives you a little bit of, you know, it gives you a little bit of courage, you know, to, to keep going. Allah Ta'ala give us all of us tawfiq. If I said something wrong about the Quran, Allah Ta'ala forgive me and make it apparent, inshallah, people can take the <coughs> take the correction, inshallah, and take what's correct and leave what's wrong. Sallallahu Ta'ala Rasulullah Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.